test I am on. Amen. I'm not alone. What beautiful words that speak to God's faithfulness. What beautiful words to cling to in our life. Good morning to those of us that are in person and those who are online. I hope everybody's doing well today. Let's, let's start with a word of prayer. As for God's blessing on today's message. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you that we're not alone. Lord, you're in our presence right now. You're in this room, Lord. When we leave this room, you're with us in the car with our families. And we're by ourselves, maybe walking down the street or driving to work. You're there with us. Lord, we gather in your name to thank you for our salvation. We worship and praise you, Lord. We don't come up for any other reason but to worship and praise you and serve you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for the song. We thank you for your word that we speak from every Sunday, Lord. This ain't the Rick Punzo show or any speaker that's up here, Lord. It's simply the job of the speaker is to point people to Christ. Simply that, Lord. And I pray this message does point people to you, Lord, to encourage us in our life, to strengthen us, and help us and encourage us. And if there's anybody here that does not know you or is listening online, Lord, you know the hearts. We always pray for salvations, Lord, because we know time is short. And we remember that people prayed for us to be saved, Lord. And you save the sinner by your grace, Lord, and your mercy. So we just ask for your continued blessings and your guidance and that your help, that this message today would give you glory. And we praise you in your most precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I have some movie trivia for you today, because I like trivia. Last time I did a trivia, the answer was Rocky. Rocky's not the answer, so don't say it. But let's see, uh, for those of you who were around in the 1970s, in the late 70s, or maybe know your music trivia, what famous movie in the late 1970s had the famous tagline, We Are Not Alone? Does anybody know? Can I give you a hint? Steven Spielberg was the director. He created it. What? Yes, close encounter. Someone said E.T., close. Yes, the prize for whoever said it. Let me know who said it. The movie The Close Encounters of the Third Kind was a science fiction adventure about a group of people who attempt to contact alien intelligence. There has been and always will be an interest about aliens and UFOs. Many movies have been made. Many books have been written. We have Ariel 51 in Nevada, which is the highly classified United States Air Force facility, which has long been associated with aliens and UFO sightings. Some people really believe it. Some people take annual trips there and look, for the, look in the sky. And all of this could be an interesting topic for some. But me, personally, as a Christian, I don't really need to know if we're alone in this universe or not. So I'm not going to talk about E.T. today, or Little Green Men. Now, speaking of being alone, sometimes in our relationships we need to be alone. And not to point fingers at any family here, because we're all perfect. We all live in a white picket fence. If you have a white picket fence, forgive me, but... You know it has in a family. So if, if you're a parent with kids, or maybe perhaps when you were a kid and, and you lived with your parents, there's times when you have to separate your kids. And sometimes you have to say, my brother and I, sometimes when we fought, my parents would say, go in your alone space, separate, right? Have your alone time. And you don't have to admit if you were one of those kids. Sometimes married couples need a break. Sometimes the husband perhaps needs to go in the garage and do some woodwork. 
Maybe go play some golf or go fishing. I used to like playing basketball. Oh, moms, you need a break from everybody. <laughs> Homeschooling, if you work outside the home. House cleaning, cooking, being mom, you need a breather. The so-called experts now say it's very important to have your quote-unquote alone time. I remember when I received approval from work to work permanently at home from work. So I used to commute to Oakland and take BART. And I, and I went downstairs and I was excited to tell Caitlin. And I went up to Caitlin and said, I got great news. I'm going to be home working Monday through Friday and I'll be home all the time. <laughs> I didn't get the expected jubilation. There was no joyful glee of enthusiasm. There was no hug or kiss. Congratulations, honey. I got the feeling when I looked at her, there was going to be no celebration that night. No, no balloons. She wasn't going to make any chocolate chip cookies, my favorite. She looked at me and, and almost had the biggest sigh. And said, now you're going to be home Monday through Friday? Five days a week? You're, you're not going in at least one day a week? Now, I don't mean to be cocky, but I, I know I'm always up for the annual Husband of the Year Award. Um, I don't know who votes for that, but I think I am. But even I understand my wife needs a break from me. Kids, don't say anything. These are just lighthearted examples. But there's one relationship we do never have to question if we're alone or not. There's one relationship we never, ever need a break from. And that's our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I had another message planned the next time I stood up here. Something totally opposite of the words, I'm not alone. But you know how the Lord speaks to you. As I sat downstairs and I heard Caitlin practice her song more and more, God put his finger and said, you know, I want you to change your message. I said, okay, we'll see, I'll pray. You get in the car and you turn on the Caleb radio and they're talking about God's always with you. The Lord reminded me, you know, I don't care if you speak on this topic 10 out of 10 times. If I want you to speak on it again, over and over, I want you to speak on it. You see, the words on alone has tremendously helped me in my Christian life. Haven't they have helped you? They encourage you. They strengthen you. They remind you how much God loves you. And we always need to be reminded in our lives. So the title of my message today is simply, I'm Not Alone. Just like the song Caitlin sang. I want to repeat some of the songs from the song today that Caitlin sang to remind you. And does not these words resonate the song starts off with the words, When I walk through deep waters, I know you will be with me. When I'm standing in the fire, I will not be overcome. Through the valley of the shadow, I will not fear. Have you ever been like you've been in deep waters? Been in the fire? We all know what fear is. I don't care how brave you are, we all know what fear is. Have you ever had deep sorrow? Here are more lyrics in the song. In the midst of deep sorrow, I see your light. It's breaking through. The dark of the night will not overtake me. I'm pressing into you. Lord, you fight my every battle. Oh, I will not fear. You need to be reminded how powerful and faithful our Lord is. Well, the song has more lyrics. This is a great song. I know I believe Randy must have picked it for Caitlin. It's a beautiful song. But here are more lyrics. You are my strength. 
Oh, yes, he is. You are my defender. No one will defend you like Christ. You are my refuge in the storm. You want to run to somebody? Run to Jesus. Through these trials, you've always been faithful. Yes, great is thy faithfulness. You bring healing to my soul. I am not alone. I am not alone. You go before me, you will never leave me. Amen? Amen. Beautiful songs. I have two points for my message today that I want to get across. And these are my two points. One is every day, and the second one is in service. Every day in, in service. The first one, every day. What does this mean, Rick? Well, this is what it means to me. When you go through trials and testings, and you have to fight a battle, when you're having a bad day, a difficult day, when you're having an emotion because of a situation that you're going through in your life, an event that's happening that's difficult, good or bad, we have a Lord and Savior that's with us 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, Every minute. Now, this is common knowledge if you're a Christian. We could talk about it all the time. We all know this, and someone could say, well, tell me something I don't know, Rick. But let me tell you something. I know many can testify in here. There will be a day in your life where you will have to cling to those words. There will be an hour in your life where you will have to cling to those words. There will be a minute in your life you will have to cling to those words, I'm not alone. I know if we took the testimony of many of here, you would say amen to that, because it's true. I love Psalms 139. And for today's message, we'll read the first 12 verses. But before we read the verses, in this portion of Scripture, you'll read about our Lord, that He's all-knowing, otherwise known as omniscience. And it's present everywhere. At the same time, also known as omnipresent. He knows all your actions, your thoughts, and your words, regardless of your situation. And we can always call on the Lord with confidence that he'll be right by your side. Psalms 139, verses 1 through 12. Let's listen to the words. And David wrote these. Verse 1, You search me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. I find this very comforting. Comforting verses, aren't they? That's why God gives us his word to comfort us. Verse 4, before a word is on my tongue, you know, you Lord know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. God's hand is always upon us. Verse 6, your, your knowledge, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to obtain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, and if I set on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Amen. 
You know, every day we have trials and testings, and they're different for each of us. We all have different emotions. We all handle things differently. Some of us stress out more than others. Some of us can get angry more than others. But we all can relate to emotions. And depending on your trial and your testing, the battle that you're facing, or how your day is going, there's days where you're sad or depressed or downcast. There's days when you're frustrated. We remodeled our kitchen a couple months ago, and the word frustration was constantly coming up every day. It was. You know how remodels are. There's days when you're stressed, you're angry, you're fearful. And we know these emotions can cripple us, right? You ever have an emotion that just feels like it's crippling you? And sometimes we think, no one understands. We're all alone. Our flesh comes out. No one knows what we're going through. And the Lord doesn't want us to live our lives that way, doesn't he? He doesn't want us to be fearful, sad, and discouraged. He knows we'll have those emotions. And he's compassionate towards us. You know, God's compassionate. If you're sad, he doesn't take it lightly. You know, the world thinks that. God doesn't care if you're sad. It's the farthest that's alive from Satan. He cares about every emotion you go through, even when you're angry. I've been angry before. I'd ask the Lord for forgiveness, but he's compassionate, he understands, and he shows himself in that way. He wants to always remind us he will uphold us with his right hand. He's the beauty of the hand, the hand that went to the cross for you and I, upholds you. Every, every tear and sorrow, he'll strengthen you, get you back on your feet no matter what you're going through. That's the Savior that we have. That's always by your side. The song that Caitlin sang today in the testimony of the story behind the song, I wanted to read who, who wrote the song. And, and a bunch of people got together and write it. And one of the persons wrote this, and I quote them here. It says, There are so many hard things we face on this side of heaven. Songs that minister to me are the most, are the ones that remind me God knows and sees me where I am. He always sees us. And is working on my behalf. He's the ultimate life coach. They continue, what a sweet reminder that we are not alone and that we have a mighty God that goes before us and never leaves us. And then they list all the verses that inspired them to write the song. And I thought, isn't that great how God gives us his verses to inspire us? That's why he wants us to read the scripture, to inspire us to, to know him and to worship and love and serve him more. And they continue with these words, it's our prayer that you will be reminded you're not alone. And that God fights for you and you only need to be still. And, and they put here Exodus 14, 14. We know that's Moses, right? Leading the Egyptians, uh, leaving the Israelites out of Egypt. This song inspires us to draw near to God and he will draw near to us. James 4, 8. We have to do our part. We have, we have a God that doesn't want us to be suffering, to, to feel like we're not alone and no one cares. He wants the God just always draw near to him to get on your knees, to open your scripture and spend time with him. What, what a beautiful thing to meditate on. We could say those words, I'm not alone. Amen? My second point, in service. What does this mean, Rick? This is when the Lord asks you to do something for him. From the beginning of the Bible to the end, walk through the Old Testament to the New, Jesus has always asked people to do things for him. 
spend all day combing through the Bible looking at examples. And as Christians in our journey, as servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus has asked us to do things for him. And he'll continue to ask us to do things for him. We need to be reminded, whatever the Lord asks you to do, it's a big deal. Whatever it is, it's a big deal. It can have a major effect on our lives. Maybe God's asking you to do something to work on your character, to build it, to change it, to be more godly. What better thing than that? Maybe the Lord is building you up for service. He wants you to do something for Him. He wants to build you up for service. Maybe He's thinking, you know, if, I, if, I, if, if you do what I told you to do, it's going to have an effect on others. Maybe you will encourage a brother and sister in Christ who needs it. Maybe you encourage your family that needs it. Your friends. God can use you to build up your church. Oh, perhaps God's using it to bring people to Christ. Your neighbors. All this is for his kingdom. All this is for his kingdom. In the beginning of Acts, there was a big ask. God had an agenda, and it was the advancement of his kingdom in this world. He was trying to preach the word. Jesus ascended into heaven, and it was time to preach the word. In Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 8, we've read this scripture many times, but we know Jesus is going to be taken up to heaven, and we know Luke is the physician companion of the apostle Paul, and wrote the book of Acts. Let's read the ask. Only ask yourself, wasn't this a big ask? Verse 1, in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and preach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions to the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Appeared to them 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Verse 4, On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And Jesus responds, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, in this portion of Scripture, the Holy Spirit that was promised in past Scripture, we can read Old Testament and New. There's verses that tell the promise of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? And this was the time where God was going to put the Holy Spirit and have them upon the apostles. And it would make them strong and fearless. It would empower them for His service. They couldn't do it on their own. They'd fail. I thought of this, and I thought of the point Remember, Jesus was being arrested and he was going to be crucified and everybody left him. The disciples ran to save their lives. Jesus was by himself. But it was time to preach his word and he wouldn't leave their side. Jesus will never leave our side when it comes to ministry. Dear Christians, we know the Lord has commanded us to do stuff for him. Perhaps take a leap of faith in ministry. Make a tough family personal decision. Perhaps make a stand for him. Those are difficult to do. But through our journey, he will continue to command us and to do something for him. 
But the Lord just doesn't give you the command or the instruction and said, you're on your own, Rick Funzo. You know, Rick, I want you to do this for me, but I won't be, you know, just figure it out yourself. Sometimes you have bosses at work, reporting manager will say, I'll oh, figure it out yourself. And you're like, uh. I've been in this situation before. It's like, help me here, you know. But Jesus is not that. I command you to do something, Rick, but I will equip you. I'll provide what you need. I'll be there every step of the way, showing myself in an intimate way. I have a personal story I want to tell today. It's really, to me, brings home my point. And I know many here have great personal testimonies about the Lord showing himself to you. And if you have one after this message, you want to tell me, I'd love to hear it. But here's my story. My mom passed away in October 2022. The first time that I was alone by myself. And oftentimes, we all know we've all had losses here and Oftentimes, the hardest time is maybe with the first time you're about yourself. And I went upstairs to my master bedroom. I sat in my office chair, and I sat there. And It was a long day, as we know, and I started just praying because that's all I could do. And the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, Rick, I want you to give the message. No, I want you to give the gospel at your mom's service. I said, Lord, okay, well, I'll get up and share about my relationship with my mom, and I'll share about you. The Lord said, no, you don't understand. I want you to give the message and I want you to give the gospel. And, and I want you to open your, your phone where you have your iPhone notes, like keep my notes of stuff, and I'm going to give you a message right now. I said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want. So I sat there in 20, 30 minutes. I had a message. When it was done, I said, wow, Lord, okay. But I asked something, I had, we got, you know, Lord, we got to talk back to him, right? <laughs> Not disrespectfully, but it's a conversation. Some of us talk internally. I talk out loud. So sometimes if the kids hear me talking upstairs, I'm talking to the Lord, and I'm not talking to myself. But I said, Lord, I said, I know my parents put on the wish list to hire somebody to give the service. They put money aside. And Lord, I don't want to go in there and say I'm, I'm, I'm holier than thou, Rick, right? I want to give the message. I'm the hero. You know, I know words. But let me siblings give it. I want to come like a self-righteous person. I, I, I feared that. And my family never made me feel that way, but I thought about it. And the Lord says, don't worry about that. I asked you to do something. I will be with you. Just sit and watch what I do. I said, okay, Lord. A couple of days later, we're at the funeral place, and we're in the conference room talking to the funeral director, and it's all my siblings and my dad and my niece, and, and she's going down the list of things that you have at a service, and she goes, and she gets to the part, she says, okay, your parents set this amount of money on the side to have this type of person speak, and I sat there, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm not going to raise my hand and volunteer, like I'm just waiting. I want you to just sit and watch. And no one in my family said anything. They just said, okay, you know, we'll get somebody. Like, okay, Lord, well, when are you going to show yourself? But he is, because he's slowly speaking to me without finally making the final answer. Anyway, so about a half an hour later, we're, we're at the sanctuary where you have the service, and my siblings are, and I are surrounded. Uh, we're huddling, and my dad's sitting by himself in a bench about 10 yards away. And one of my sisters goes, you know, we have to talk about the list about who we're going to get to speak. Mom and dad set money aside. Who are we going to get? I sat there, and Lord says, watch what I do. This is how intimate the Lord is. And when my other sister looks at my other sister and looks at me and says, you know, I was at home the other day thinking about this. And I was telling one of my friends, why are we going to hire somebody to give the message? And my sister looks at me, she goes, Ricky, because they call me Ricky. I think you should give the message. God was speaking to my sister behind the scenes. I didn't know it. I looked at my sister. I'm like, okay, Lord, you're showing yourself. She goes, I think you should give it. She looks at my other sister and my other sister looks at me and she goes, she paused. I'm like, oh, what's she going to say? She goes, you know, you're right. 
will you give it? And I said, yes, I'll do it. I think the Lord wants me to give it. I'll be happy to do it. I said, but you got to talk to dad because dad made the decision with mom and I don't want to be respectful to my father. You know, he's, he's going through a lot now. And my sisters go, don't worry about it. You don't have to say a word. We'll go talk to him. They go to my dad and, they, and tell my dad, you know, Rick, we think we should give the message, the gospel. What do you think, dad? And my dad paused and looked down and he goes, you know what, you're right. And he looks straight at me and he goes, you know what? You should give your mother service. So I went home that night, once again alone with the Lord. I prayed, and I, I, Lord, you showed yourself. You asked me to do something for you, and whatever he asks us to do is big. It doesn't matter if you're up here cleaning the bathroom, serving donuts, giving somebody, making someone a casserole. Thank you, Shauna, who makes her casseroles. It's always a big deal. I said, Lord, you know what's a big deal? I got one more thing for you that just dawned on me. You see, Lord, you gave me the message because you give the message, not me. You asked me to do something. I just had to sit there and be still. He spoke to my sisters. He spoke to my dad. I said, but how am I going to give this message and be composed? This ain't just a regular person. This is my mom. How am I going to get there and say the words? And I'm choked up when I'm saying it to him. He says, don't worry about it. I asked you to do something. I will give you my peace and strength. And I kid you not, that day when I got up there and it was, it was about time to speak, the last things I said to myself before I opened my words, I said, Jesus, you're by my side. You're standing by my side as I give this message. Your hand is upon me. I am not alone. Our glory goes to him. But that's what he does. He wants to command us, but he wants to speak to us in an intimate way. And he shows himself, doesn't he? He always shows himself. He doesn't leave you alone. That's the Savior that we have. I'm not alone. For the person listening online, or perhaps if you're here today and you're not a Christian, if you ever never asked Jesus Christ to forgive your sins, never asked him to save you to be your Lord and Savior based on what he did on the cross, if your life doesn't show that you're a Christian, please check yourself. Jesus doesn't want you to live your life without him. You see, Jesus is the creator of all things. The Bible says that. Based on authority of his word, he is the creator of all things. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not, he's still creator. But he doesn't want people to know him just as creator. He wants them to know him as their own personal Lord and Savior. So you know that your eternity is set. Heaven's your final home. We, we talked about this morning about our brother Dave Thompson. We prayed for the family. But what a blessing to look up to heaven, to know our loved ones are in his presence. And for the unsaved person, I pray that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and say that you would give your life so that you can be reminded in this life that he's with you and you can say those words, I'm not alone. Amen. In conclusion, it's 2024. We don't know what's in store this year. You look back this year, and, and 2025 is coming, you're like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen in 2024. We never know what's going to happen. Some trials and testings continue from year to year, and there'll be new ones. But let me tell you something. If you have a health problem this year, and you're going to the doctors for an important test, because you may have those moments, say those words, I'm not alone. If you happen to have a stay in the hospital this year, and God forbid this doesn't happen to any of us, but it could happen. 
and you're in the emergency room where perhaps you have to stay overnight and you're by yourself. It can be hard when you're in those situations. But remember those words, I'm not alone. If you have a stressful work meeting, a big project, a tough job situation, remember those words, I'm not alone. If you have a difficult home situation, something that's maybe costing a lot of money, an accident, or, or a stressful situation in your home, just remember those words, I'm not alone. If you're lonely, depressed, sad, upset, mad, frustrated, all those emotions we can have in life, remember those words, I'm not alone. If the Lord asks you to do something for Him, take a leap of faith, whether it's ministry or making a family decision. And you need encouragement and courage, comfort or peace. Remember those words, I'm not alone. And lastly, if the Lord continues to call you to service, to do your ministry with all your heart for his glory, and you need strength. Oh, we always should pray for our leadership. They need strength. Our elders and deacons need strength and wisdom to guide a church. And I say to my elders and deacons, in all respect and encouragement, say those words, I'm not alone, when you're in your ministry. We pray for you. Brothers and sisters, I want you to do something right now. Say with me out loud those words, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Say it one more time like you mean it. I am not alone. Amen. Let's end in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for those wonderful words, I'm not alone. Lord, we need those words every day. Lord, we need to cling to those words. But those, those words, Lord, speak to your faithfulness, how much you love each and every one of us, Lord. When we gather in this church on a study night, on a Wednesday or a Sunday, you're here in our presence. You're with us when we break bread. Remember what you did for us on the cross. You're up here listening to the message and guiding it because you're the one who gives the speaker the words. And we walk out these doors and we go to our homes. We know we're not alone, Lord. We thank you for this time, Lord, that we can gather in your name. We ask that we take these words for encouragement as we walk this week, this month, this year, Lord. We pray that we show Christ to this dark world the people who feel like they're alone, people who are lost or don't know you, may we share those words this year. May you give us the opportunity. People need to know they're not alone. They have a Savior that wants to save them and give a life, a wonderful life, a life of of hope and peace and an eternity to look forward to. So we pray that we can use these words as a witness this year, Lord Jesus. And Lord, as we gather and, and we leave, protect us as we go out on the road until the next time that we meet. We ask for your encouragement and strength as we go out in our workplaces, in our homes this week, Lord. And we praise you for our time. We love you and we praise you. In your most precious name we pray, amen.